Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Wherever you are in the world today, I greet you in the name of Jesus Christ. This is Wow What a Show, the podcast outreach of Rehoboth Institute of the Arts. My name is Phyllis and I am your host. We are in a series that we have titled Apples of Gold, Reading Through Proverbs. And we have journeyed from chapter one, a very important chapter to read, of course, chapters two through about, what, maybe eight. And then from there on, we are reading the wise sayings that were delivered to us by Solomon to his son. We want you to know and emphasize that Solomon received wisdom from God as a gift. And so the wise sayings are reading are from God. And remember, as it is written in the book of Proverbs, chapter one, the beginning of wisdom is the fear of the Lord. So um, without God's word to us, we would have no true wisdom. We would have the wise sayings of men from their experience but we wouldn't have the wisdom of God to understand and know what he himself, what God is concerned with, within the uh, very recesses of a man's heart, where he actually does make his his judgment of uh, each of us. So this morning, we will continue with chapter 18 in the book of Proverbs. And I hope you have your Bible and you will read along. Now, I am asking you to read along because with these, there are several proverbs and um, each proverb, of course, is uh, based on a particular theme. And those themes are repetitive in the book of Proverbs. We hear them over and over again. And um I think the reason that we hear them over and over again, not I think, but I've been told that in the writings of the Jewish people, the repetition is emphasis. So you say a thing over and over again so that it is um, it gets the attention of the hearer. So we want you to pay attention, as a matter of fact, like God does. And if you're reading along with us, you can do that. Uh, we could um, make sure that we are hearing each thing as God has pronounced it. And these themes are important to the Lord. So we want to make sure that we are focused in and making sure that we are paying attention. So we are going to begin with today's uh, reading, which will be from Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18. And I'm going to try to do something a little different this morning. Um, I'm just going to straight read them. I really am not going to do a lot of commenting. And what I hope is that you will call attention to the familiarity that you will hear. And by familiarity, I mean from previous Proverbs that we have read. And you will pay attention to those 
And if you have a paper and pen, and I hope you do, you will make note of the proverb that is most um, important to you, right? The ones that you hear. Because chances are, if you, if one, you know, if you kind of pay attention to one over another one, that's the Holy Spirit making sure that you pay attention to that particular, um, that particular scripture, that particular wise saying. And he probably wants you to focus a little bit on exactly that, right? So I'm hoping that you will do that as I read this morning. And like I said, not with a lot of commentary. I'm not going to do a lot of that because we are in a repetitious uh, uh, kind of loop here, uh, reading and hearing those that God wants us to pay attention to. He has his picks (laughs) in terms of the very deepest character, the innermost character of every man is God's concern. And uh, believe it or not, we are people whose condition is similar. Doesn't matter what sins we commit, right? Or what things where we're weak, the condition of man is pretty much universal. And we all experience some of the same uh, character failings. So here we go with chapter 18, verse 1. One who isolates himself pursues selfish desires. He rebels against all sound judgment. One who isolates himself pursues selfish desires. He rebels against all sound judgment. I read it twice because this is kind of a new theme. And wherever I recognize that, I will read twice. Verse 2. A fool does not delight in understanding, but only wants to show off his opinions. Verse 3. When a wicked man comes, shame does also, and along with dishonor, disgrace. Verse 4, the words of a man's mouth are deep waters, a flowing river, a fountain of wisdom. Verse 5, it is not good to show partiality to the guilty by perverting the justice due the innocent. Verse 6, a fool's lips lead to strife and his mouth provokes beating. Verse 7. A fool's mouth is his devastation, and his lips are a trap for his life. Verse 8. A gossip words are like choice food that goes down to one's innermost being. Verse 9. The one who is truly lazy in his work is brother to a vandal. I read it again. 
verse 8. The one who is truly lazy in his work is brother to a vandal. Verse 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are protected. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are protected. Verse 11. A rich man's wealth is his fortified city. In his imagination, it is like a high wall. Verse 11, I read again. A rich man's wealth is his fortified city. In his imagination, it is like a high wall. Verse 12, before his downfall, a man's heart is proud, but before honor comes humility. Verse 13, the one who gives an answer before he listens, this is foolishness and disgrace for him. 14, a man's spirit can endure sickness, but who can survive a broken spirit? I repeat, a man's spirit can endure sickness, but who can survive a broken spirit? Verse 15, the mind of the discerning acquires knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeks it. Verse 16, a gift opens doors for a man and brings him before the great. I repeat, a gift opens doors for a man and brings him before the great. Verse 17. The first to state his cause seems right until another comes and cross-examines him. I repeat. The first to state his cause seems right until another comes and cross-examines him. Verse 18. Casting the lot ends quarrels and separates powerful opponents. Verse 19. An offended brother is harder to reach than a fortified city, and quarrels are like the bars of a fortress. Verse 20. From the fruit of his mouth, a man's stomach is satisfied. He is filled with the product of his lips. Verse 21. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. I repeat. Verse 21. Life and death are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Verse 22, a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor from the Lord. I repeat, a man who finds a wife finds a good thing and obtains favor 
from the Lord. Verse 23. The poor man pleads, but the rich one answers roughly. Again, the poor man pleads, but the rich one answers roughly. And verse 24. A man with many friends may be harmed, but there is a friend who stays closer than a brother. And I'm going to repeat this one. A man with many friends may be harmed, but there is a friend who stays closer than a brother. Amen. Now I reread verse 1 because that's new to us. One who isolates himself pursues selfish desires. He rebels against all sound judgment. In my view, the implication is that when we isolate from others to pursue a particular matter, we are taking ourselves out of the way of sound judgment, criticism, or anyone who might say something that would maybe change our direction or change our own understanding about what we are doing. I reread um let's see. I reread verse 10. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are protected. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. That that one is very new, but worth our considering and remembering. When we, in the name of the Lord, live our lives, the Lord promises protection. It is written in the Psalms that they that fear the Lord shall have the angelic host encamp around about them. The angels encamp around about them that fear the Lord. I think that's maybe Psalm 34. I may be wrong in that reference, but it's definitely in the Psalms. And the Lord, the name of Jesus Christ is a name at which all things shall bow. In the strong tower of the Lord, his protection is guidance by the Holy Spirit. And when we obey, submit, and follow, we are pretty much going to be in the way of the Lord. And whether you experience there some particular challenges or troubles, God is really watching and he is in control. God is our refuge, our safety, and protection. So says Light Touch in the studio audience. Absolutely. And we repeated the reading of verse 14. A man's spirit can endure sickness, but who can survive a broken spirit? Yes, a broken spirit. Remember, it's really kind of like the one we read that hope deferred is 
is, um, you know, brings sickness to the heart, makes the heart sick. But I believe in this one, it's going a little a step further. And and the, the idea here is that a man's spirit can be broken, right? And many times that happens from the treatment of others, especially when a child is young. You can completely devastate and, and cause a child to respond in trauma, as you can older people too. I call attention to children because they are most vulnerable. Older people do have at least a little bit of skin that they've come, so they're not quite as, you know, as easily broken. But truly, rough treatment can break the spirit of a man. And then you will get some things as a result of that that you would not have had had you simply uplifted, encouraged, and gave justice to. We repeated the reading of verse 16. A gift opens doors for a man and brings him before the great. And uh, that can be both negative, I think, and positive. I didn't read the comment on this one. But um, I think that a gift really demonstrates interest. And when you are interested in a particular area of life, a gift then calls attention to yourself from those who are great and probably, you know, um, in, in that work. Like we live in a, in a country where we get uh, gifts for work that we do. And uh, those gifts cause us to give honor and recognition to whatever organization it is that supports us in it. So I'm kind of going in that direction with that, that particular one. And um, let's see. Yeah, that's it for me. And we reread verse 17. The first to state his cause seems right until another comes and cross-examines him. God is our refuge, our safety, and our protection. Light touch rights. Yeah, I think I read it already. <clears throat> but this one says, again, um, the first to state his cause seems right until another comes and cross-examines him. And that's, isn't that amazing? Like the cross-examination of any, uh, any uh, what, declaration or anything told because of the astuteness of the cross-examiner might cause him, and in many cases does cause him, the person who first states his cause to expose his own um, error. So the first person, many people also run to tell their story first, whatever it is, and then they try to shed a negative light on the person whose story comes after. Well, that means that uh, they're trying to, you know, exonerate themselves in many cases, but the cross-examination does exactly sometimes the opposite. Alrighty. Uh, I, I want to tell a story here. I was up driving one day and a big truck veered from its lane to the right of me. I was in the far left lane and he hit my car, threw me over into the grassy uh, median there, well, the side road. And 
the police came. He, he kept driving, actually. This man did not stop. He drove on and he went into a parking lot on the side. So I thought he was leaving, right? And I um, I followed him. And so he, he parked. But meanwhile, I was trying to get to my phone to call the police. But he had already called the police. <laughs> and he told his story first. And he accused me of coming out into the lane on a yield. <clears throat> and uh, I waited for him to finish. This is the leading of the Lord. I did not try to defend myself. I simply said to the police officer, I saw him coming and I knew I had enough uh, time to get into my lane. I said, and he didn't hit me from behind. He hit me from the front. And um, so I said, I think, and, and it was the back of his truck that hit me, not the side or the front of his truck. So uh, the, the police officer said then, she has a right to come out. The man was saying she didn't stop. She didn't stop. And uh, the police officer said she didn't have to stop. It was a yield sign. And then um, I said, listen, I am not trying to get anyone in trouble. And I'm not accusing this man. It was an accident. At which point the police took up my cause. And I did not get a ticket. But the man who hit me did. So the Lord is always on the case. And that is a truth in the proverb. He who the first to state his cause seems right until another comes and cross-examines him. And the police, of course, the policeman did um, make some statements there. So, verse 20. From the fruit of his mouth, a man's stomach is satisfied. He is filled with the product of his lips. Now, even though this theme has been already stated, I state it again because of the weight of it. We must always take care of the things that we say, especially if they indict other people or if they are injurious to others. We reread verse 22. A man who finds a wife finds a good thing. Oh yes, I, I really wanted to repeat this one because there's so many people who are out searching for a wife. So many young men are searching for a wife and so many young women are searching for a husband. To the young men, I say, look diligently, examine the character of the person that you want to take as wife. Look beyond the looks and uh, see the innermost person. And then in your own upbringing and, and in that which you submit before the Lord, be willing to be always with that wife Early on, way early in the uh, book of Proverbs, <clears throat> uh, Solomon uh, says, drink water from your own cistern and don't be beguiled by the whorish woman. Do not. Remember, he hasn't said anything about these women in a long time, but here he eases it in again for us to really hear and pay attention to. By the to same token, women, uh, again, examine those who seek you out be careful of their words and their beguilement. Look into the man and see his character and pray very much 
because marriage before the Lord is a holy institution and he does intend for you to dwell together for the rest of your days as does the dove, <laughs> the dove that lighted upon Jesus Christ. I think the dove never has more than one or maybe a second partner in his whole life. And remember before the foundations of the world, divorce was never God's intention. He says so in the gospel. So make sure as we are searching out a partner for life, that you're looking beyond what they possess, what they look like, how they dress, the car they drive, you know, the education that they have. Remember, education does not guarantee character. And finally, we read verse 23. I'm sorry, not finally. Uh, we read verse 23. The poor man pleads, but the rich one answers roughly. Not good. God's heart is with the poor. He really cares about the poor of the earth. And we who have been given much are required much. So uh, remember Isaiah 58 says that really and truly the fast, the lifestyle, the sacrifice of God is to deal your bread to the hungry. That's one of the things that is written there. And it might do you good to reread chapter 58 so that you are in line with God's ways regarding the poor and relationships. And now finally, verse 24, a man with many friends may be harmed, but there is a friend who stays closer than the brother. This is about discerning friendship. And we did read another one on this. And I remember telling you, my mama probably really took her advice from the book of Proverbs because she always told me, us, do not have many friends. Don't even search out many friends. Acquaintances are not friends. But <clears throat> a man only needs one or two good friends, she would say. So in in uh, sharing your um, life and your experiences with another person, uh, calling them friend, you want to be really careful, really careful. And in this day, when we have, you know, personalities in in uh, <clears throat> the, the public eye who are always with all these people and they look like they are what, you know, the, in the know, so to speak. We also get stories of the pain and suffering that goes on there. And it may be because they have tried to make friendships. I don't know. Maybe even in your own life, you have folks that you run with and you call them friends and inevitably within that group there may be someone who betrays if not more than one someone many young people have been hurt in such a way so that's it for this morning's proverbs and i think i like it by the grace of god we shall visit those that are new in theme we'll read the whole of them so that we all are remembering but definitely we will visit the ones that we have not read and uh, try to bring a little uh, clarity to them. So, darlings, this is what I want to say. I hope that you are taking notes and I hope that you are focusing in on what God is telling us here and making sure that you're applying it to your own life. And maybe the Lord will have you now 
be a friend, a wise counselor to someone else in your life who might really need it. You know, um, you never know. So that's it this morning. If there are no further comments, oh, choose your words wisely. Choose your friends wisely. Choose your spouse wisely. Light touch, you are always so astute. I love it. That is just good. If you can remember that, you have now ingested all of the Proverbs that we have read. <laughs> Choose your words wisely. Choose your friends wisely. Choose your spouse wisely. Absolutely. Absolutely. Make those choices and you will be well guarded in the wisdom of God for your own life. We love it. It's absolutely wonderful. So with that, by the grace of God, this is Wow, What a Show. And we have been reading the Proverbs, the apples of gold left to us by the Lord himself. And we are definitely in the, in the mood for celebrating because the Proverbs are rich and wonderful and really do address the innermost man, me, the person. And, and once you get it right, you are able to uh, counsel someone else who may not, might need to consider things in a different and more godly way. May you have a wonderful day. Remember, I am Phyllis, the host. This is Wow, What a Show. Why? Because God's performance is always on display. We bless you now and ask the Lord to take care. Light touch you or wonder. I love you very much. Have a great day. See you now. Mm-hmm.